If you're a leader whose success depends on your ability to think clearly, then join the 8-Second Daily Coach, where I'll email you daily questions to amplify your leadership in 8 seconds or less. Sign up now at ZachAaron.com forward slash daily question. That's ZachAaron, Z-A-C-H-A-R-E-N-D.com forward slash daily question. And people started coming to me a little bit later as the business started to become successful and I started to, to really mentor a lot more people asking the same questions. And that's how I came up with this, what I call the intentional growth formula. And that's knowledge plus discipline equals growth. All right, I want to take a moment before we get into today's episode to make an announcement. I want to let you know that I'm taking applications right now for the Create Purpose Mastermind an intimate mastermind group for aspiring seven-figure creative female business owners who are looking to build their dream team. So if that's you, go to createpurpose.net forward slash mastermind. Here's what it's going to look like if you decide to spend a year with me and this intimate mastermind. You know, when I was putting this together, I really was thinking about what are the outcomes that I want you to get as a result of spending a year in this group. Number one is. I want you to discover your unique greatness because when you surround yourself with people who see you for who you are and are able to draw you back to your own greatness, so much can change. Number two, I want to help you master your inner game because everything in business starts with self-awareness of why things are the way they are. Because as soon as you become aware of that, you get to decide and make a choice to change it for the better. Number three, I want to see you lead with confidence. You know, because I fundamentally believe you already have everything you need. You don't need another guru to show you the way. And I want to see you build your dream team. And that's what we're ultimately going to be doing in this group is building a business around a team of people that no longer centers around you, the leader, but You now have a team where you now are able to free yourself up to be the true CEO and create a visionary of your business, ultimately to grow your business, make your business easier to manage, more profitable, and a lot more fun. So if you're an inspiring seven-figure creative female business owner who's wanting to build your dream team and grow your business, then please don't wait. There's only 12 seats available, so don't hesitate in getting your application in. What if this were to be your breakthrough year? And what if this mastermind is exactly what you need to really grow your business and bring your unique potential to life? To learn more, go to createpurpose.net forward slash mastermind. Let's get back into the show. All right. Well, I have a special episode in store for you today. I get to sit down with author, speaker, and serial entrepreneur, Ryan Bennett. He wrote a book called The Intentional Day. In this episode, he breaks down the four elements of growth to live your intentional day, to create more of what you want in your life, in your business. He's broken it down into four key steps. And we go deep into these and we explore a lot of different topics. One of the ones that I I enjoyed the most was why goal planning and goals alone aren't enough. There's other things you have to put in place for yourself if you want to bring your vision to life in your business. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode with Ryan Bennett. All right. Well, I'm here with my friend, Ryan Bennett. 
He's an author of The Intentional Day, speaker, serial entrepreneur, and former academic All-American. And, you know, what I know about Ryan is he has a passion for equipping people to live a more intentional life. And we're going to get into that, what exactly that means today, because he blends the minds of an athlete, but really brings the heart of a mentor so that people can really reach the life that they desire to live. And so I'm excited to have you on the show today, Ryan. So if you don't mind, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit bit more, a little bit of, of your background? Yeah, Zach, uh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation to come on and talk to to talk to your to your audience and to just have a great conversation with you. So uh, briefly, you know, grew up playing sports and so always had that competitive itch to just want to just want to really live a different great life that didn't look like everybody else and and so sports is always a good a good niche for that, but after sports ended, I sort of spun my wheels for a little bit. I put my creative juices juices into another startup and moved to Silicon Valley and recruited a team and tried to do the business out there. And after two and a half years, it failed and I, and I lost everything. And so I came back home, had to move into my parents' basement at age 27 and, and really started to be envious of the people who wanted to take the more standard approach to their career and take the steady paychecks and take the steady job. And I mean, so I started gaining a little bit of weight and started to to just spend more times in bars than I were in, than I was in libraries, you know, and and I and I got to the point where I just had to look myself in the mirror and realize, listen, th- this isn't who I am. What happened to the Ryan Bennett that was an academic All American baseball player? Like, where did he go, and how do I get him back? And that sort of propelled me in the journey to to figure out what does an intentional life look like, what is intentionality, and what do I really want out of life, and. So that's where my journey really began up at that point. And so to, to wrap up all that, that's that's sort of where I got to the point where I looked at myself in the mirror and I started going out and studying and learning and figuring out what what is what is success? What do other people do? And at that time, I joined another company, another startup, and I was one of the founding team members of that company. And, you know, luckily got on the right, the right rocket ship. And, and over seven years, we took that from just an idea to a million dollar business. And so as we did that, as the company was building, I got to build myself and I start to got build other people. And that's sort of my brief history to where we're at today. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I want to get into the intentional day, your book, because I love it. And I love what you're, I love how you go about helping people because it's, it's right on, um, with helping them really bring their potential to life. You know, you and I were talking before the episode, just, you know, create purpose, the intentional day. There's this, it's it's an inside out game, you know, and, and it, it starts from within. And, you know, before we get in that though, I am just curious, like your story of Silicon Valley and then kind of losing the stomach for that and then falling into kind of the, you know, just getting a job and, but not liking who you were becoming basically. And you, you may make me curious because, you know, I can think back of a time in my life where, yeah, I lost that that inner spark, if you will, that, that, that passion was just where, where to go, you know, what in that time, like what, when did you realize you're like, something's got to change? What was the, what was the breaking point? Yeah, it was, it was a moment where I kind of like, I literally looked at myself in the mirror and I think it must've been like a Sunday morning. I probably was hungover. And it was, it was just really like, wow, like I used to be a guy who got up early, got after it, worked out, was like really achieving where I wanted to go in life, had a purpose, had intention to it. And all of a sudden now I just looked like, like, a, like an average, what we call jags, 
And so what JAG stands for is just another guy or just another girl. And so I learned that term when I was getting recruited for, for college sports, where college coaches would, would actually like look on a sheet of paper and, and write where they're just another average high school player, or they had something special. And I really, and I realized at that moment that I, I was just becoming an average, you know, average American college educated person. And, and I wanted more out of my life than that. And that is, there's nothing wrong with living in a, a typical life. That's, I and mean, don't get me wrong. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think for myself, the way I'm wired, the way that God wired me, it, it doesn't resonate with me. And I, and I think, you know, your, your audience probably as the creative entrepreneurs, obviously it probably doesn't resonate with them either. They want to, we want to do something different with our lives and really be intentional about it. And so that was the spark that said, okay, something needs to change. I don't know what it is quite yet, but I know I don't want to keep on doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And I know today you're married and you have a young family. Were, were you married then when you're out in Silicon Valley? And No, thank God I wasn't. She wouldn't have married me back then. <laughs> no, no, she wouldn't have been attracted to a guy like me back then. So no, Silicon Valley, I, I was grinding pretty hard. I was working 16 hours a day as, as we do, you know, as entrepreneurs do and just grinding really hard out there and then got burnt out and well, I lost my money and then burnt, got burnt out and moved back home. And so then I sort of was coasting. And so it was the opposite. You had no time for family. And then I had I had no, no one would have been attracted to me, uh, to, to, to marry me at that time. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And so, yeah, let's, let's get into some of the main points I know you make in your book and just your message. Cause you know, when you and I were catching up the other day and you know, you're sharing with me the four main elements of growth and I, I loved them. I'm like, oh yeah, let's talk about those because these four just, and you gave me a little bit of a preview, but just looking, I'm looking at them right now. Like these are extremely important if you want to maximize your potential and really, you know, achieve your dreams and, and build a business or, or be a great husband, a wife, you know, these, these are universal principles that I think you're going to go over. So I'll be quiet. I want you to get into these. So let's, let's talk about the four, four main elements of growth. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy to get into them and not to keep it a teaser anymore. The four main, four main elements of growth are dreaming, goal setting, daily disciplines, and growth groups. So I'm going to break down all those into it, but but I want to step back and, and talk about how I got here. How do I, how did I develop this framework? And so in the moment where I said, I don't know what to do, I need my life. I want my life to be different, but I don't know what to do. That's when I started studying and learning and really going around and talking to really smart, successful people and read hundreds and hundreds of books. And, and what I came up with and, and I realized was that knowledge is easy to actually gain. So everyone out there can go watch YouTube videos, read books, learn all the stuff, but knowledge by itself just doesn't work until you actually go and take steps and build habits and disciplines in your life around the stuff that you learned. That's what led to growth. And so when I started to learn a bunch of stuff, I started to, to apply it and I started to start to grow. And people started coming to me a little bit later as the business started to become successful. And I started to, to really mentor a lot more people as, asking the same questions. And that's how I came up with this, what I call the intentional growth formula. And that's knowledge plus discipline equals growth. And so that is the framework I use for myself every single day. That's the framework I teach. That's the framework I live by. And, and, and inside the intentional growth model are the four elements of growth. 
And so inside there, there's the knowledge side. So the dreaming part, right? This is what you teach and, and, and what you really help people with is, is where do I actually want to go? What does my life actually look like five years from now? What is the dream life I get to live? And actually visualizing what that looks like. That's very important to know where you want to go. Then the second part of that is goal setting. And so while goal setting is important, it's it's not the most important element because actually what science will tell us that goal setting doesn't really work. Only 8% of people every year achieve their goals. And so 92% of people who set goals fail. And so why do we keep on talking about setting goals and keep on talking about smart goals and all these things? And so I realized when I started studying it that goal setting fails because it focuses on the scoreboard or the outcome, but it doesn't focus on the process it takes to develop yourself into the person who's good enough to achieve that goal. And so for me, I kind of apply that with my background in baseball of like, well, if I really want to be a great all-star or an all-American, I can't just show up the first day at spring training and start playing. I, I, I missed the whole off season of training. And so, yeah, the goal and the scoreboard may look like I'm doing a great job or I want it to look like I'm doing a great job. If I don't put in the work in the off season each and every single day, I'll never achieve that goal. And so that is the first part of the knowledge. So then we're going to the discipline side. Now, I don't want people to hear discipline and think about punishment and like grinding and all this stuff. It's not about that. When I describe discipline, it's about building momentum and building habits into your life that really help you become the person you really want to become, whether that's uh, in your emotional health, your mental health, whether that's around your career or your life or your lifestyle or your physical health, these small things you could do each and every day that's moving you towards the person you want to become. And so those are disciplines and I call those daily disciplines. So this, I love this, the why goals don't work because we can set a goal, but if we don't believe we're somebody that can accomplish that goal, then therefore we're not going to be the person who's going to be committed and, and put in the actual work to get in the goal. You know, oftentimes people say they want to change, but what they really want is what they think change is going to bring. They don't actually want to do the work of change. And that's what I'm hearing you say, but yes, this idea of discipline. Yeah. Talk to me about, cause you went there. You're like, it's, I don't mean like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and grind it out. Let's talk about it. Like, how do you find that sweet spot of discipline? Because I'm for one, I, at one time in my life would say very disciplined, pride, prided myself in the amount of grit I, and resiliency I could bring. But what was on the other end of that was burnout. And there was a crash and I would go through these like highest of highs and lowest of lows. Mm -hmm. And I had to find a different approach. And I, as I, as just sharing your story, I'm sure you did too. So what, what did you find that really works for, for you and probably the, your clients too? Like when it comes to discipline, how do you stay disciplined? That's the hardest. That's the hardest because the word has such negative meaning. And I've, tr I've tried to debate whether I want a different word or not, but that's actually what it is. It's building habits, it's building discipline. And so what, happens is if you grind it out or go hard or some of these people are doing these like 70 day challenges around eating and physical fitness. And it's like, those, those don't work long-term because you burnt yourself out because you're grinding through it. You're not actually creating habits. You're not actually creating momentum in your life. You're not actually sustaining a lifestyle. That's, that's where you want to be. You're just going in a, you're just going on a short-term burst hard and that leads to burnout. That doesn't lead to actual habit creation in your brain. And that's why it doesn't work. And so what I see, 
And the number one thing that I share with people when they first start my book and my framework is I have to push them, push them really hard on not going over, over and above on creating too many disciplines because they, they will fail and they will not gain momentum and they'll get frustrated. And so I keep on telling people like, just start small. If you want to start reading, then read for five minutes, two days a week. And like the, you know, then you say, well, that was easy now. Okay. Now do it 10 day, 10 minutes, two days a week, like build that momentum. Don't say, okay, I got to read for an hour and a half now, every single day for five days a week or whatever. It's like, that's not going to work. That's not your night. You may get there in three years, but you won't be there today. And it's not going to happen. You won't achieve that goal. Yeah. And it's coming to my mind, like to bring this down to the ground, I'm actually thinking about, well, what, what's a dream of mine? And maybe we could walk through these four steps a little bit because one of the things I set out about a year ago is I wanted to speak. I, one, I wanted to start this podcast, but I also want to speak from stages and do trainings and workshops. Like That is something I'm building towards. And your four elements of growth resonate with me because it started with a dream, a vision. It was just kind of like, I actually saw people in life where I wanted to be. Not that I there's a fine line between like, I want to just be them, but no, there's elements of what they're doing that just light me up. And I guess I wanted to share that to, for the listeners. It's like, what, when you look out in the landscape of your life, who and what really gets you inspired? Because that might actually be an indication of a dream that you have a vision for your life. And so that's where it started for me is I want to do that. You know, we all have that, that I want to do that. And so that's where the dream, but then this, this, why the goal setting and why that doesn't work once you have a dream. So let's just use my example of becoming a public speaker, a, you know, a, a leader, a trainer in that light. If, if it's not goals that I should be setting, what, what would you recommend? Well, I, I do think you should be setting goals, but I'm saying goals by themselves don't work. But goal setting, knowing knowing what the dream you want to look like five years from now, then set realistic goals of like, okay, what does it actually look like a year from now and each quarter what I need to focus on? That's important. And that's one of the four stages. But that can't be where we stop. And that's where most people stop. Okay, I set my goals. Great. Now I'm good. I'll check in on them. And the year gets away from them. So I do think that you should set goals to it. And so if you don't mind sharing, maybe, have you set goals to this, this dream that you have? And if so, if you want to share with the audience and myself, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So one of, one of my goals is I want to start hosting some virtual workshops as soon as is May here. Um, actually, it was right before I got on this podcast, I was working on some stuff on the back of a napkin, just thinking through how I do it. So I want to host some virtual workshops, but then I want to do a live event in September timeframe. Now you're really nailing me down and just said it, said it um, out loud. But <laughs> yeah, my thought process, I was thinking about, so those are the goals, right? It's like, you know what? Get some dates on the calendar. Yeah. I have a mentor that I, I worked with now for about a year, year and a half, Bo Eason. And he's, he's, he teaches schedule. What does he say, tell me? Schedule every 60 days, you should be scheduling this, a championship on your calendar. He calls them a championship. And just a date on the calendar that you've got to prepare for and rehearse for. And, and so that's my goal is there's a stake in the ground. I just put that stake in the ground a little bit ago. I haven't announced the dates yet, but it's on my calendar. But now I think we're getting into, now I've set the goal, but now it's like, okay, how do I achieve the goal? 
and I, I kind of want to go to the daily discipline because this is what I'm thinking of. For sure, there's like a game action plan. There's like physical things I need to create and do and announce and type. But then there's a whole creative element of I've got to create the content and the training and and I want to be able to deliver it well, right? And this is where I learned this and episode 14, it's fresh on my mind because I just recorded it. It's titled Do Your Work and your work, the work that's uniquely yours. And I think this is this is for me, and I want to talk explore this with you a little bit because when it's your work, it feels less like discipline and it becomes more more energizing. When it's not your work and you're forcing it and you're trying to to copy or follow in someone else's footsteps, it it can be quite draining. And so that's something I probably have recently learned. And so I have learned that my work is going to the basement with flip charts and markers and rehearsing and talking to myself and like physically trying to express the ideas that I want to express. And I find that if I just do that discipline on a regular basis, it's like I'm I'm primed and ready. Like that is the most important thing I could do because everything else kind of falls into place. So that is the example. What I don't know. You you've you've worked with a lot of people, teams. I think you even work with a professional sports team. What am I when I share that with you? I mean, what are your thoughts? Have you seen? Oh, you got you got me jazzed. You got me all excited, Zach. This is what I live for. The way you broke that down was brilliant. And I and I want to I want to recap that one, make sure I understand it. And then also I want to make sure that the audience listeners here, like I can I want to bring it out for listeners. But what I heard you saying is you have a clear goal now that you want. And it sounded like the goal was realistic, but yet also a little bit, you kind of shook when you said it. I know the audience can't see you, but you got a little scared. Oh yeah. And that's like, right. Yeah. That's right in the fine line of like, you know, you're pushing yourself, but you also know it's kind of realistic because it doesn't, it's not outlandish, but that's the perfect sweet spot for a goal. Yeah. And, and so then I want to talk about where you went to next. You start talking about daily disciplines, but immediately you jump to the to-do list. Right. You know, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to reach out to this person. I got to build the email marketing campaign, you know? And so for the creative entrepreneurs are listening. It's the to-dos, the admins, the stuff that you're not getting paid. Like you don't, it's not your creative work, but you've got to get done, right? You got to build this event. You got to build the audience. You got to get people to sign up and pay, right? So those are vitally important for a successful outcome, but those aren't daily disciplines. So what I talk about is the difference between tasks and disciplines. Mm. Those are tasks. Those are your everyday. Those are like, you show up to work and that's what you need to do. So that's, that's important. You have to have those, but that's not, that's not in my framework and that's not in what I teach because that's not developing you into a person who's going to, to kill it on stage or kill it in the workshop, right? That's getting the workshop up and ready to go. But if you don't focus on developing yourself, then all of a sudden you show up unprepared for this workshop without developing any skills to how to be a great facilitator. Now, I know you, and so it comes natural for you, Zach, so I know this is not quite relatable to you because you are a great facilitator, but when we talk about disciplines, we talk about what skills do I need to develop, what habits do I need to develop to become a great speaker, to become a great facilitator, and when I talk about daily disciplines in this example, it's what I encourage you to do even, get your phone out, record yourself for 20 minutes or whatever the talk you're going to give is or whatever the discussion on the facilitation topic will be, film it, review it, 
watch film on it. What did you do well? Go through it again. What did you do? What did you? What could you do better? And then that's that's it for the day. The next day or the or two days later, watch it again and focus on what you could improve upon, and just do that iterative cycle. Because what you're doing is you're bringing awareness and knowledge. Right. This is the formula. I'll get back in the formula. You're bringing knowledge and awareness to what you need to work on and what and what you need to improve upon. Yeah. And then we're tying the disciplines of like practice, building that habit, because a, a habit is. I can go. To, I can talk about what a habit is from neuroscience. But like what you're doing, then if you practice and practice and practice the correct way, you're building a habit. And all of a sudden, then you know what you need to fix. You're practicing it, and that's going to lead to growth. Yeah. And so then when you show up on that final day, you show up on that date of your goal set then you'll kill it and you'll get repeat customers. Yeah, you know, and there's a couple things that I made note of as you're sharing that. One, my tendency to go to tasks first. What do I need to do to achieve this goal? We all do. Yep, we all do. When you said that, one of the things I didn't mention, but something I am thinking through is, so I read a really a great book. I think it was Ben Hardy and Dan Sullivan put it out, Who Not, Who Not How. Um, the book's called Who Not How. I'm notoriously, I've been referred to as the jack of all trades. Like I can figure out most anything, you know, like I kind of like it. It's, it's fun, but it's distracting to my goals because I fall into the to-do list and, and I start spending my time that's outside of my unique greatness and outside of what actually is going to move the dial for me. And I'm sharing this because so many business owners do this um, and who not how. So one, I'm mentally thinking about who can I have helped me with some of the administrative stuff that normally bogs me down so that I have more time and energy for the daily disciplines that you're referring to. So that's the first thing that came to my mind. The second thing was around this idea of practice, the daily discipline, it's a practice and a couple things. One, I often be like, all right, if I'm going to be great at this, I'm going to have to block off my account. You know, think about a new workout routine. Like I'm going to get healthy. Well, then what do we do? We we're going to go to the gym. I have clients, you know, like, so what's your plan? Well, I think I need to go to the gym every day for an hour. Like, okay, we're going to zero to every day for an hour. Like in that. Yeah, that won't work. Yep. And so that's what I'll do too. <laughs> exactly. I literally was like, oh, I'm going to block off my calendar. Every white space it's rehearsal time, you know? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. My goal is just to rehearse every day. Sometimes that's only for five minutes. That's right. And I've learned even in my workout, sometimes if I'm trying to get my behind back in gear, just 15 minutes, like just move. Like, and then all of a sudden the energy comes and you end up staying a little bit longer. And that's, so that's the other thing I want to share with the listeners is when it comes to daily disciplines, don't, don't set yourself up to be overwhelmed and intimidated by the work. Like just do the work. Yes. And what you're saying, I, I don't mean to interrupt you there, Zach, but I wanted to highlight this. What you're describing is momentum and you're describing, and the reason it works is because the way our brains are wired where when you in the prefrontal cortex, you think of doing something. That's this is how habits form. I'll, I'll go into it real quick. But basically, the prefrontal cortex is where your critical thought happens. So you're saying, I need to go to the gym or I need to do my creative work. And that message then sit down neural pathways to an area of your brain called the striatum. Now, the striatum's job is just to perform the action. And so as you think about something, the message is sent down a neural path pathway to the striatum. It performs the action and then you get a dopamine kick. And that's the cycle. And dopamine means obviously what makes you feel good. And so what happens is when you're developing a habit is the more times the message gets sent down from the prefrontal cortex to the whole cycle, to the striatum, the wider and easier it is for that message to get sent. 
And because our brains are so efficient, over time, our brains start to pick up on cues or timing elements, and we don't have to think about doing an action anymore. Our brain just performs it. And when that happens, that actually is developed a habit. Yeah. And so what you're saying is, is if we try to like grind this an hour every single day, we're doing this, 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 and we get burnt out, we do not give our brains a chance to develop a habit because it takes on average about 66 days. Yep. And you're not going to do that. And so, but if you only have five minutes or you're having a really tough day, like you slept terrible, or you're just having a really bad mental health day, like picking up a book or doing your creative work for just five minutes, it still sends that message down that neural pathway. You're still developing that discipline and that habit. Even if you did it for only five minutes and not an hour, you still did it. And you're still helping your body grow. And another idea I've been exploring a lot right now is around identity. Who am I? Am I somebody that consistently puts in the work? And so, like you just said, just doing it for five minutes signals to yourself that, yeah, I am. I am a speaker. I just spoke today to myself, but I did. You know, I did the work. And that's right. If you're an artist or you work with your hands or you make a product or you're in sales, the only the only way you get to call yourself that is by doing the thing, you know? And so... You have to consistently do the thing, the daily discipline. I, I love that. And, and then the last piece around this is something I've discovered as I've put myself down in the basement in front of flip charts is I suck. Like when you start, you're just like, well, that's, that's terrible. Like, you know, and then all of a sudden that chatter comes in, like, what are you doing? Who do you, what, seriously, you're, you can't do this. Like, just give it up, go hang it up, go, you know, and what, here's what I learned. Come back the next day and come back the next day and keep coming. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is getting better. I'm getting better. Huh? This is getting more natural. And I, I'm using me as a story, but I think this is metaphorical. To anything, any type of creative work, you have to be okay with not liking the outcome or not liking the, the, the product right away. But there's something about the brain or I don't know, it's you keep coming back. And what was hard is all of a sudden learned and now you're built, you build upon. And that's what creates this body of work over time. And what I've learned, I've seen so many speakers on stage and I'm just like, wow, I wish I could do what they did. Like, wow, I wish I could inspire and energize a group of people like, you know, Tony Robbins, you know, and and I now know how they do it hundreds and thousands and millions of repetitions. Like it's, it's that simple. It, it is predictable. That's it. Yep. I want to bring out that it's quality repetition. Yeah. Right? Creating the space to do quality work where you're learning that that feedback loop is there for you. So even if you need to go get a coach, a speaking coach, and even if it's online only where you can send a video and they give you feedback, like that stuff all helps because it helps bring when you have a knowledge of what you want to do and you start to do it, you grow and you have more awareness of what you need to work on. So that's just the, it's the intentional growth model cycle. And, and even for the creatives out there, the creative business owners, you know, sometimes with the creative spark doesn't just happen every day at three 30 in the afternoon, you know, like that doesn't, that's not how life works. That's not how brains work, but creating the space each morning or each day to give yourself the opportunity to have that creative spark to, to say, I'm carving off this 35 minutes right now to sit in front of this canvas or sit in front of this computer. And I'm going to type this book that I've been trying to get out and it's going to be terrible. And I may delete it, but you know what? I'm going to type words for 35 minutes with undistracted. Like that's what we're talking about disciplines because 
that that's what builds those habits of actually doing the creative work. Yeah. And when you become over-disciplined, you know, back to the, the grind it out, you don't leave enough space for creativity because there is an intuitive process. That's right. And there's this poem. It's a, it's a longer poem, but there's a long line in the poem that says, a fire burns because of the space between the logs. And I'm like, yes, that, that is such... So look at your calendar. Do you have space between the logs to allow yourself to become inspired and, and just refuel yourself because you, you can't run around on empty for very long, especially if you're in the creative space. Impossible. And I create, I call it margin. I love the word margin because margin in your, your personal budget, but par- margin in your life, like building in margin to even like in meetings on my Google calendar, I'll go ahead and like put an extra, I think Google lets you put like an extra 10 or 15 minutes after the meeting. Yeah. So I could take notes. I could think about the meeting. I could process it before I jump into back to back to back to back Zoom calls. Yeah. So if I'm coaching somebody, I can actually like pause and like really think about how I want to help them next time before I move on. It just, it just helps. I just want to iterate that. Yeah. Well, it does. And here's the, here's what makes that challenge. So when I'm meeting with clients and, and talking about this concept, when you put yourself in some margin and white space, give yourself some space to just breathe. There's that inner voice, that inner critic that's literally nagging at you that you need to be getting back to your inbox or getting back to work. Get Why are you not in the office? Your team's working and you're at home reading a book or, you know, and, and that really can kill that. And I, what do you, how do you, what do you do about that from your experience? Just the yeah, yeah. I, I, I try to give myself white space, but then when I'm there, I feel torn. I feel like I should be at work and, you know, I, but I feel guilty that I'm actually giving myself some time and space. Yeah, it's a good question. I think, you know, it probably borders on more psychologists can answer better, way better than I can. So I'll answer from personal experience what I do when those voices start to talk. Yeah, please. Um, and there's really like two things I kind of have worked. One, the short term is more, I ask myself like, what story I pause to say, what story am I telling myself right now? Mm. And the story is like, Oh, I'm not working hard enough or they will, or the team will look down, think I'm not working because I'm not in the office. I'm like, well, is that true? Well, of course not. And I already told the team I'm going, you know, for whatever reason, right. I'm I already told people I'm taking a longer lunch so I can go work out and get my exercise in. Cause I have a little kid at home or, you know, people know this. So I, tell, I ask myself like, what story am I asking or telling myself? And usually that gets to the truth of like what the heart of the issue is. You know, is it is it guilt because I need their approval? Is it guilt because I need to see that they think I'm I'm worthy enough of being the leader, even though, you know, like the job title made me have a leader, but do I want to prove that I'm worthy of it by being in the office, which is not how a good leader works anyways, you know? And so that's the short term. The longer term is one of the philosophies that I have is like, we're whole people. So what I find is, even at, at, at my age, that some people go really hard just in their career and they'll be wildly successful, but their marriages are now falling apart. They have no relationship with their kids. They're, they're out of shape. Their mental health suffering. And so we're whole people. And so what I want to be is I want to be a great person. And that includes being a great business leader. That includes being a great husband and father in my scenario. And so to do that, I need to carve off hours each day to do the important stuff in my life that's really moving me towards where I want to go. And so not feeling guilty about having some space for my my emotional health to journal or having some space and shutting down my phone and putting it in a box for an hour, hour and a half so I can spend quality time with my daughter before she goes to bed. Like 
not feeling guilty of doing that. And that's just, that's sort of how I've done it at least. Yeah. It's that resonates with me too. I love the being mindful of the story we tell ourselves because that story we tell ourselves literally determines how we show up. And, you know, I always, I always say like, you know, is the story you're telling yourself going to take you to where you want to go? Is it, is it going to allow you to be who you desire to be? And you get to choose the story. You know, you, we are not our thoughts. It's just, we're the thinker of our thoughts. Right. And so we get to choose the story we tell ourselves and just being aware of well, like, wow, that story one, it's not true. Like you said, like what evidence do I have that that's even true? Nine times out of 10, we find that well, actually quite the opposite is true. And it's, it's freeing when you can start to look at detach a little bit and get untangled from that story. And, it, and here, here, this is a great example to bring it back to the daily disciplines. I have a hard time in the moment stopping to do that. It just doesn't happen naturally to me to be reflective as life's moving. So I'm, I'm kind of a high energy person. So I like to stop and slow down to reflect really hard. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's literally, I have the book in front of me. It's one of my daily disciplines. So four days a week, I want to have, had, have asked myself, what story am I telling myself? That's it. Four days a week. Four out of seven of those days, I want to have asked myself that question one time during the day. So I can start building the habits to actually do that in real time. Yeah. To add to that, give the stories you start noticing a title. Like, or like it, it like give it a give it a headline because so I did this exercise. So I was oh, that's good. Tell me more. Vice president of sales, three years in, we were not hitting our numbers. We had a, a growing sales team. Every other week, I was having to let somebody go just because they weren't hitting numbers. And I was just couldn't have been more out of alignment with who I wanted to be and desired. And so, and I was getting sucked down the hole of self doubt. Like, what am I doing? Who am I? Who am I kidding? Maybe I'm not in over my head, all this. Well, I had a coach and he asked me to do an exercise. He said, start journaling. Just just note every time you notice yourself in a story that's not serving you in a kind of a, a worry story or a self-doubt story. And I did, I, I used Evernote on my phone and I literally had this note that I would just catch myself like, Ooh, anxiety and, and fear and worry. And I would just write down the, a short headline of what the story was. Oh, the, the, I'm not good enough story or the, they don't think I have enough experience story. And, I noticed there was only a handful of themes. There's only a handful of, of titles to my stories. And so the more aware I got, the, the more aware I became of the Zach's not good enough story, I started to chuckle at it almost like, oh, there's that story again. And I already know what that story leads me to. It leads me to be a hamster running on a wheel trying to prove myself instead of getting on with what I desire to do in my life. And it was it was that awareness, though, that that exercise you just shared with everyone that allowed me to be like, Oh shit. Like I am so getting in my own way on this. Like, this is the story I'm telling myself and you start catching it. Here's tell me what your experience has been, but this is my experience. I would catch myself in these stories like hour or two after I was in, I'm like, Oh gosh, remember this morning I was in that. I'm not good enough story again. And then I started recognizing when I was in it, like, Oh, geez, I just was in the, I'm not good enough story. And then I started noticing right when I was in the middle of it. And then I started noticing like, oh, I'm about to tell the I'm not good enough story. And then I would stop. I would create the pause and pivot. And maybe I'd have a different story I'd replace it with. 
And that's what the awareness exercise you just shared, I think is what the actual experience is like. If you do it for, for two weeks, and I think this goes back to daily discipline, it creates a habit. It trains your brain to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, we don't, we don't tell that story. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. Have you seen Encanto? Um, have you seen Encanto? You got young kids. Yeah, not, they're not quite there yet. Uh, so I have not seen it, but I've heard great things about it. Oh, that song, my three-year-old goes around the house singing it all the time. So that just came to my mind. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what happens. Anyway, I digress. No, but that's a great, it, it highlights a great example of the knowledge awareness. And then you started practicing it and you got better and you got better and you got better. And now it's a habit, right? And now you've changed your life and you don't have to think about it. You moved on to something else that you wanted to grow in. But it, it was about being that it worked naturally the way you want where you wanted to go it worked naturally the way your brain was wired you built momentum to it you weren't too hard on yourself you didn't cuss yourself out if you missed it one time right like you gave yourself a little bit of like like give yourself a like be be easier on yourself you know like give yourself a break but you did that and you and you you repeated it and you grew and you grew and you grew and and one of the things you brought up which I want to get to is you had a coach and so what I want to talk about the last, the last stage of the, of the four stages of growth, that's okay. And that's growth groups. And so what, what the science will tell us, we already learned that if you set a goal and you don't apply anything to it, you have an 8% chance of achieving it. What the science will tell us though, is that if you have a goal and you shared it with somebody, your chance of success will go from 8% up to 65%. And here's what's even better about it. So that's 65% chance to achieve your goal, which is really good. But here's what's even more important. If you have that goal, you shared it some, with somebody and you, re, you, you met with that person over and over and over, maybe weekly, maybe monthly, whatever it is to talk about the progress of that goal, your chance of success will go from 65% all the way up to 95%. So the last... Very powerful. So the last piece of this is doing it with somebody or a group, a growth group, two, three, seven people, mastermind groups. These are all groups of people that really want to help you grow together. No, I, I just want to cut in because I'm getting excited because it's been so true for me. And I know it's been true for you. Like I think about when I first started working with a coach, I was a voracious reader. I listened to every podcast, went to every seminar. You could like I spent hours um, doing this stuff, but it wasn't until I got a coach um, that things started to change. Because you, you know the thing about the books, I think this hits on the knowledge piece. The books can't see you; they don't. They can't see you. A coach can see you, so you know they see you and who you're, who you desire to be, and then they can call you out on when you're not, you're not falling through on who who you said you wanted to be and what you said you wanted to accomplish in your life. And, but there, and I honestly just signed up with a personal trainer. I have been struggling to work out, you know, for years, I get a personal trainer and it's like this, this switch flipped and I'm working out three hours a week. Like I'm like loving it. And it took having that trainer that I had to be there at 6am looking him in the eye, him looking me in the eye, ready to go. And there's something about it's been and then about a year ago i joined a mastermind um around this this learning to tell my personal story and speaking and to be around a, a group of people where we're all seeing our own unique greatness we're like we're all helping each other see our our greatness because 
we don't see it. And what's normal to us, other people see it as they're, they're in awe by it. They, they wish they, you know, they're inspired by it. And so this power of groups and masterminds is, is pretty, pretty um, powerful. What, what are some experiences you've had in working with groups? Cause I know you pull groups together all the time and do some trainings. And what do you see as a result of that? The same thing. I actually see it more of encouragement. I think a lot of us are much harder on ourselves yeah. than we need to be. And I think a lot of times growth, what I call growth partners or growth groups, it's not accountability, which is like you either did or you didn't. It's, hey, I'm with you and where you want to go and I'm going to help. And, I, and I'm committed to being there with you to help you grow. And yes, we can have a bunch of books, but and books are important. I'm, a, I'm an avid reader right now. I mean, you got to have the knowledge side of the equation. But on the discipline side is sometimes it takes a friend or somebody who knows where you want to go to ask that question that it's like the aha of like, oh, I never thought about it like that. You know, and all of a sudden then you have that spark of genius or that spark of that that pivot your business slightly. And it's because they know where you want to go. They know you as a person and they're committed to where you want to go. So they ask a great question. And so I've had, you know, playing sports, you, you have that the whole time playing sports, doing startups. Uh, with small companies, you sort of have that around that camaraderie in a small business. So I've always had that until until I didn't, and I really desired it. And so I try to always have mastermind growing going for, for myself personally. I have growth partners for my book that I do my own book. Obviously, I have mastermind groups, and then also leading growth growth groups and leading facilitations at businesses where we get together in groups and we have the small groups break out so they can actually talk and get to know each other. Like all these things are vitally important. To what I teach in the framework. Yeah. I've heard it said being the CEO of the business is lonely. Being, being the leader of the business, the owner of the business is lonely. And I'm going to be blunt. If that's, if that's a story you're telling yourself, we talked about stories earlier, right? Shame on you because it doesn't have to be lonely. Like getting around other people, like-minded people, ambitious people. Because what I've found is when, when you're the smartest person in the room or the the most ambitious person in the room you're in the wrong room like you've you owe it to yourself to go seek out people that are going to challenge you that are going to see you and your unique greatness and draw you back towards it every time you start straying away from from your passion and your dream and and people that are going to ask the tough questions and give you the perspective that we can't get on our own because we get in our heads and we get all entangled in it and you need perspective and the power of a group to get you out of that. And so what I'm saying is if I'm you, I'm working with, with me, or I'm working with someone like Ryan, or I'm joining the mastermind. Like I am, I'm, I'm serious. Like there's so many great groups out there. And that that's been a game changer for me. I made the decision to join a mastermind a year ago. I've gotten around so many great people. Here's an example of what I, I told this story often and most people don't get it, but we were also there were seven of us sitting at the table at lunch. We were at a nice hotel, northern LA, and we we were sitting out for lunch, and we got on the topic of fasting. And everyone at the table had fasted for three days or more. And so I, I'm not like this health freak or anything, but they're that committed to themselves and their health, and and that's just how you do anything is how you do everything. So. That is what I'm, I'm, when I heard that, I'm like, that's why I'm here. Like, this is, there's just something about like, these are my people. Like, it's hard to leave when you, when you get around those types of people. Cause now all of a sudden you feel 
like you're okay. Because you know what? Sometimes I know this was true for me. I don't know if you've experienced this, but you, when you stay around people that aren't playing at the pace that you desire to play at, you start to question like, maybe something's wrong with me. Like maybe I should slow my roll or maybe I should just relax. And that's only normal because you're just surrounded by other people that are just constantly telling you, you need to relax, you need to slow down. But I don't know. And it's just a game changer when you can get around people that are more cut from the same cloth. Yeah, it's it, 100% agreed. You know, I always encourage people, find your tribe. Like if that's where you want to go, you're not alone. You, you know, like go, go, go find the people that are thinking they're like-minded like you because we are, and, and, and their science will tell us this, that we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. So now I want to I want to classify that as saying what I said was spend the most time with, not the sum of the five best people we know. And so it's important to think about what are those five people I'm spending the most time with, and they will directly impact how you operate. So if I'm hanging out with some high school buddies that want to watch sports every single night and 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 do fantasy football and all the stuff, like I'm probably not reading. You know, I'm probably not going to masterminds. I'm probably not putting that extra little few hours in after the daughter goes to bed. Like I just, I, I sink down into, into where they want to go versus boy, if I'm really intentional about the people around me and I really want to level up this next year or this next quarter, who's operating level a little bit higher than me and how can I reach out to them to start to spending time with them and really just, just gaining and seeking knowledge. And, and you're really trying to level up your relationship. It's not in a climbing ladder type of thing. It's a awareness of where you want to go and where you're at now and helping to close that gap. Yeah. Yeah. That, I love that. I love that. Well, just some wrap up questions for you, Ryan, because I know you've got to go. I always like to ask guests this question. It's a selfish question because I like to read and I like to learn from new people. And so what's a book or a podcast or, or someone who's inspiring you right now and why? Yeah. I always like, I like the old school guys, Jim Rome, you know, Napoleon Hill, like the old school ones. But what's inspiring me right now is I just been like really getting into Russell Brunson stuff. I'm not sure if people know who he is. He's the ClickFunnels guy. He has a, a marketing podcast that's about 10 to 12 minutes long each episode and just provides a lot of punch for online digital marketers. So for me, that's the, for me personally, that's like the weakest part of my business is marketing. I just, I just not who I'm wired to be. So I'm trying to learn more about it. And, and so anyways, that's, that's really inspiring me right now, him. Oh, cool. I'm going to check that out. I've heard of Russell, but I haven't read much of his stuff or followed him very closely. So I'm going to check that out. So what are you up to this year, 2022? What's what's your big goal? Yeah, well, well, I have, you know, I have a few different ones from the business side, looking to acquire a business here this year, too. And so so that's that's like the big goal there of learning to to acquire acquire business the correct way. And so um a lot of learning, a lot of research, you know, going to group, going to join a mastermind group actually about this too. So that's my next phase of where I really want to go this year. Well, I know enough about you that you know how to move into uncharted territory. So I look forward to staying in touch this year and seeing how that progresses. And, you know, before we go, you know, I, I really appreciate you giving the time. I know how busy you are and just for you to spend an hour just chatting with me, it means a lot. So thank you. And where can people find you? You know, I know your book and where should we point them so they can go check that book out? Yeah, thanks. All, most of my stuff's on at, at the website called theintentionalday.com. That's my brand. That's also the name of my book, which you can find on the website or on Amazon. 
and so that's that's usually the best spot to find me. I'm also on Instagram at ryan.intentionalday. Awesome. Well, Ryan, it's been a pleasure. And again, thanks for coming on the show. Zach, thank you for having me. It was really fun talking with you, man. So there you have it. Hopefully you really enjoyed this podcast episode. And my hope is you found it really inspirational. And also, most importantly, I hope you took away some practical things that you can start to do and apply in your own life. So finally, I have one small favor to ask of you before you go. Wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple Music or Spotify, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Love to hear your thoughts. Come find us on social media. Share it on social media. It just really helps us get the word out, helps us grow our audience. So please do that. Thanks to my team, Ashley Bolden, who handles all the admin, and Chris Skipper, who handles all the music and editing of this podcast. For more information on the Create Purpose podcast, you can go to www.createpurpose.net. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Zach.Arend. Please drop me a comment. Reach out drop me a DM. I'd love to hear from you and love to hear what you're taking away from these conversations. What would you like to hear more of? Do you have any guests that you would love to see come on the show? And I'm always looking for great people to talk to and people with great stories that can inspire you. And so if you know of anybody, send them my way. Love to hear from you. I'm your host, Zach Aaron, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Create Purpose podcast. Bye for now. If you're a leader whose success depends on your ability to think clearly, then join the 8-Second Daily Coach, where I'll email you daily questions to amplify your leadership in 8 seconds or less. Sign up now at ZachAaron.com forward slash daily question. That's ZachAaron, Z-A-C-H-A-R-E-N-D dot com forward slash daily question.